0: Well hello, welcome to episode 34 of Pegasus Radio. Today's episode, we flip the tables. We give some advice to employers or those looking to recruit people. So today's subject is 10 reasons why you are struggling to hire the right people. Okay, let's dive in. So, as I said in the intro to this episode, this one's going to be a bit different. All the other episodes to date have been focused on the individual and giving career advice to the individual. This one is for employers, companies looking to recruit people, and my 10 reasons why you're struggling to get the right people. Now, you may be thinking, this is an interesting time to post this episode, Paul. Obviously, we've got the festive period approaching. We have got a general election in, I think, three weeks' time. And you've generally got the Brexit uncertainty. So, you know, is is it a busy time? Well, look, all I can tell you is that I'm certainly very busy still. I'm certainly getting clients calling me on a weekly, if not daily basis, asking me to help them find additional people. So certainly I would say, yes, it's still very busy. Now, it's probably equally fair to say that we may be in for maybe a challenging period, given the wider political backdrop over the next six to 12 months. So my argument there would be that companies need to continue to find very high caliber individuals to help them navigate the potentially choppy waters uh, in challenging times. You know, you need individuals who are exceptional in both good and challenging times. Now, having said all of that, these 10 points I'm going to give you or reasons I'm going to give you are actually fairly timeless and are applicable in any market condition. It's all about. Making sure you've got your, I guess, ducks in a line to ensure that you've got the best strategy going forward to recruit the best people. So, let me crack on with the 10 reasons. Number one, you have no plan. Too many businesses react or or recruit, I beg your pardon, recruit reactively rather than planned. You know, you will get somebody leave. And you'll panic and try and find somebody. Or you'll suddenly win some work and panic and try and find people quickly. Maybe you'll win more work than you expected and you really are in panic mode then. Now, the reality for most businesses of a certain size is that you know where your workload is ebbing and flowing. You know you've probably got numbers in terms of your churn rate internally. So I would argue that most businesses, as I say, of a certain size need to probably be almost constantly recruiting or at least constantly meeting good people so that you've got plans ahead of schedule should you need extra resource and you've got people on the bench, so to speak. The worst thing that companies do is, as I say, panic and probably make a hire that is not ideal, but they have no choice because they need somebody quickly. You need to think about the practicalities of recruiting somebody. Assuming you have a requirement today, you are probably going to have um, an interview and offer process that lasts anywhere between, let's say, two to six weeks, And then individuals, and unless you're very lucky, individuals will have a notice period of one to three months. So realistically, you could be looking at anything from, I guess, a month and a half at best, right through to five months before somebody lands at their desk with you. So you really do need to be planning ahead. Okay, number two, you have the wrong people interviewing. Interviewing, like anything else, is a skill. And what unfortunately happens is that the wrong people get thrown into interviews too quickly, either wrong because they are just, you know, frankly lack charisma um, and, you know, not maybe not the most outgoing of characters, Um, or maybe they've been with the business for too short a period of time and don't really know how to holistically sell the business. I often find that has been a major, a major issue, or perhaps they've got a little bit of two tunnel vision. You've got a hiring manager who's desperate to fill a role within her or his team. However, They're not really thinking about the wider business. Does this individual fit in the wider business? So, for example, they may meet somebody who is not applicable for their team and they disregard them, whereas they could be absolutely applicable for another part of the business. So, yeah, make sure you put your best foot forward, put your most kind of charismatic individuals forward who also know how to sell the business um, and can, I guess, view the wider business needs as opposed to just their individual team's needs. Okay, number three... You think people should automatically want to work for your business. There's um, a lot of either arrogance or just a lack of understanding about the marketplace, uh, maybe, a lack of, maybe some ignorance about the marketplace, where I hear companies who have this attitude that people should want to work for them, that it's an honor to come and work for their business because they view they've got the best organization or they work for the best clients. And look, frankly, I think you need somewhat of a reality check there. I think ever since 2009, there has been a huge fragmentation of the market. So there are businesses of all shapes and sizes, all working with very good clients, all working on exceptional projects. Well, not all, but you know what I mean. You know, there's a lot of choice out there for a good candidate. You should not assume that somebody desperately wants to work for you and you need to just maybe lose the ego a bit and think about what you need to do to convince them to join you as much as they need to convince you to join them. Number four, you are not treating it as a priority task. You know some of the great frustrations for me is submitting a, you know, submitting a CV and it goes into some kind of black hole, or even the candidate um, is of interest to the company, but the managers do not make themselves available to interview, and certainly just generally do not take the interview process very seriously. Well, frankly, if you don't take the interview process very seriously, how are you going to recruit very high-caliber individuals? I would say certainly for my client-based consultancies surely finding the right people should be always one of the top priorities for the business given that it is or given that you are people businesses people buy from people so to speak. Okay. Number 5, you do not realize that time is your biggest obstacle. If any client is to ask me what's the one thing that they can improve to improve their hit rate of getting successful hires, I would say reduce the time scale. So in an ideal world always my advice to clients is from me submitting a CV to you to you going through stage one two of interviews and getting to at least verbal offer should be a three-week period. Now of course that time expands if we're dealing with very senior individuals maybe individuals at executive level but almost any other level I would argue should be done within a three-week window. If you can imagine a scenario where I submit a CV to your company. You take a week to respond. When you eventually do respond, you do decide to see them, but you, uh, you give me uh, you know dates two to three weeks in, in advance. In the meantime, another client will have reviewed the CV the day I sent it. They will have got the person in for a first and second interview and be offering by the time you've not even met that candidate for a first interview. Time is a huge killer of the process. You need to improve your time scales. Okay, number six, you are being incredibly inflexible. So somebody um, agrees to, or you agree to interview a candidate, but you give, let's say you give the recruiter a couple of time slots, maybe, I don't know, 1pm on a Wednesday and 3pm on a Thursday. Look, depending on their level and dependent on the role they specifically do, Sometimes it's very difficult for individuals to get out of the office at, at those times. They've either got an overbearing manager or simply their role is very office-based and eyebrows will be raised as to a reason for them to leave through the middle of the day. So you need to be more flexible. You need to offer people slots at the beginning or the end of the day to ensure that you can make their their lives quite easy as well. It shouldn't be about them bending over backwards for you. It should be equally about you doing your best to attract the right people and making it, that, making it easy for them to come and see you. Okay, number seven, you want all the boxes ticking. Now, of course, you want the right individuals, I entirely get that. But if you have figuratively 10 boxes that need ticking, do you really need all 10 boxes ticking? Or can you have seven or eight boxes ticked and work with the individual on the other ones? If their fundamentals are right and you know you can work with them, then don't be insistent that you have to tick all 10 boxes. If you're looking for perfection in this market, that may be a challenge. And certainly, even if you perceive that you get perfection you still may not get the right individual fundamentally sometimes if you have the individual with the right um, fundamental skills and character then those extra additional skills can be taught okay number eight your salary bands are stuck in 2015. i presume that doesn't need much explanation if you need an up-to-date salary guide for both the pm consultancy or qs consultancy market please do reach out to me but you need to be realistic people will want to maintain market rate and you know, even if you have a good proposition, if your, if your numbers are way off the rest of the market, then it will cause you some issues. Number nine, you are confused who is interviewing who. Now, I would say in, the, in today's world, it's a two-way street when recruiting people. And certainly the worst thing you can do is to have a very old school interview process. You know I still hear some horror stories where you will get a very experienced individual going into an interview and somebody will sit there grilling them, asking them almost kind of graduate trainee level questions, really basic fundamental questions about their profession, which frankly is insulting if nothing else. Or they will just grill the individual, grill, grill, grill and not really give the individual a word in edgeways and you know just generally uh, of almost a very draconian interview practice. The reality is nowadays, I always say to my clients, look, you've got to sell the opportunity to them as much as they got to sell themselves to you. You need to wake up if you've got a very old-fashioned rigid recruitment and interview process. Okay, number 10. I'm sure you probably thought I would get to this one eventually, but it's a very true one. You you you've got a very poor supply chain. Now, the reality is, and this is probably more of an issue with larger consultancies i would say than than smaller ones but, it, but it's applicable to smaller ones as well what often happens is consultancies or businesses full stop will will go out the, to market to quite a number of recruitment consultancies they will have a preferred suppliers list a psl as it's called in the game um and what you will do is they will try and drive down the percentage fees they they pay to all recruitment consultants and they'll have a very arm's length approach whereby you can't interact as a recruiter, you can't interact with the line managers, you can't really get to understand the culture of the business. You have to just stick a, a job, or sorry, stick a candidate's application into a portal and wait for somebody to come back to you. Now, if you think about it from the perspective of the recruiter working for you, so if you take me as an example, if I'm being told that I've got to go to a portal, find a vacancy that I know another, I don't know, 10 to 15 recruitment consultancies will also be working that I know I can't have any communication with the line manager to really get to grips with the role and what exactly you're looking for. Well, how enthused do you think I'm going to be to try and work my socks off for you to find the right candidate? Would you be? I would hope not. So you need to relook at your supply chain. Maybe don't always go for the cheapest. You know, certainly, I, I, I don't think, for example, the fees I charge are, are excessive. They're certainly not the cheapest either, though. You know, I think I, pay, I charge a fair rate for the, for the service that I provide. But if you want a very, um, say, arm's length relationship um, with cheap suppliers, well, what do you expect you're going to get back in terms of level of candidates? So I think you need to look at that one. Okay, I hope that's been a useful one. As I say, I may do more of these. Obviously, this is the first one, different, different slants. As I say, all the others are orientated towards the individual. This is certainly the first orientated towards companies looking for people. Um, if you like this, then I can certainly g- go into a much more deeper dive over these 10 issues and, and others about how to recruit people successfully. Okay, do let me know your thoughts. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye.